Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your number one destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Fuyu and Yang Guang. And today we will be chatting about the new English Premier League football season. And Yang Guang, in your opinion, which teams will be battling for the title and the top four places this season? For the title, still, I think it would be a contest between Manchester City and Liverpool. I predict the momentum from last season will continue. And uh, both teams have introduced uh, new forces into their squads. The signing of Erling Haaland, uh, we've talked about this. And he's now the one of the hottest prospects in the world. Alvarez then is a perfect add-up to the front. Don't forget, he scored... Six goals in one Copa Libertadores match. I think it's an upgrade for the city's strikers. Uh, Liverpool brought in Darwin Nunes to replace the departed Sadio Mane. I think it's still to see if Nunes can truly fill the vacancy left by Mane. We know the capabilities of Mane with his speed, with his power and shooting skills. With Nunes, I, I think the efficiency of Liverpool's counter-attacks may be slightly compromised um, but meantime he does bring more possibilities in how to break the heavy defense with his advantage in the air and the ability to create chances mm. for teammates as a pivot in the penalty area we know liverpool kind of struggled for the past a few seasons in dealing with the situation uh, when they were heavily guarded with all 11 players of the opponents during their half and leaving little space for play. Facing similar scenarios now, I think Nunes can play an important role to solve some problems. Um, um, and as for the top four, certainly it will be a very interesting season. We could um, see some elite clubs resurgence with uh, Manchester United and Arsenal. Um, Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta, for example, says he very much looks forward to the new season. Here's what he said. We are ready to go to a different level, um, and I'm convinced of that. Uh, what the other teams are doing, it's obvious. Um, and others had already much stronger scores that we had, and they still recruited four, five, some of them seven players. So this is not going to get any easier. So we can just focus on what we, we are trying to do, what we can do, because we cannot do everything at the same time, and uh, and we are confident that we're going to be able to do it. But I do think that Chelsea may drop in the top four contention. Um, the changes in the ownership level may not have deep influence on them last season, but it might start to make an impact from this summer. Um, are players still on the same page in terms of their future with the club and uh, what they will do with their contracts? Um, I will put a big question mark here. My expectations are Tottenham, Arsenal and uh, Man United will fight for the Champions League spots this season. And uh, the Gunners and the Red Devils will probably make it in the top four eventually. Yeah, I think that's interesting. You know, um, just in terms of the, uh, you know, going through the Darwin Nunez situation, I, you know, I think what's interesting about his signing is I think, you know, he is young and he seems like a very talented athlete. So I think, um, you know, of course he is 
accustomed to playing a certain way and he has certain abilities that aren't necessarily like for like for Sadio Mane but I also think that he can be coached and I think that he will fit into the Liverpool system fairly quickly mm-hmm. and then with the top four battle you know um, I think that will also be very interesting I mean we'll get into that conversation more in depth soon but um, I still have uh, very much have my doubts about Manchester United um, but I think we'll talk about all of that transfer business now but for you just from your side do you agree with what Yang Guang was saying? And also, just in terms of um, Chinese fans, which clubs would you say are the most supported in China? Um, yeah, uh, similar to a lot of what Yang Guang said, I think this season, this upcoming season, is a no-brainer that it'll still be Man City and Liverpool for the title. Um, City still has its depth after it let go of several players. And um, Pep Guardiola seems very confident and comfortable about his squad. And I think if Erling Haaland can maintain his goal-scoring momentum at City as he did at Dortmund, no one can stop Manchester City this season. And of course, Liverpool can still pose a threat. Uh, We've been discussing Darwin Nunes, and from what he's already shown, he doesn't look less threatening as Sadio Mane. So, Liverpool may not have made such a bad transfer decision in sending Mane away. And depending on how Haaland and Nunes perform and the intensity of their squads, the title race will be very interesting, that's for sure. And I hope it'll come down to the wire again this season. Um, In terms of the the most popular clubs in China, um, by my impression, I, I think it's still Manchester United because I have family members and friends around me who have been fans of the club since the 90s. And a lot of girls around me are also paying attention to them because they were fans of David Beckham <laughs> from, right. the golden, from the golden era. Uh, from when Manchester United dominated the Premier League. So, yeah, I think they are at least among the most popular clubs here in China. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think, um, of course, before the age of social media, I just recall in the early 2000s, you know, or even in the 90s when David Beckham, um, you know, became such an international superstar, I think that really increased his um, club's popularity in, um, you know, countries like China and Japan. And of course, you know, just the historical success of those two clubs and other clubs that are also popular. And then just with the, you know, the Premier League and the top four battle, I think, you know, there's no doubt that um, Manchester City and Liverpool will be competing for the Premier League title once again. And we may see one or two other teams maybe giving them a push. Um, But for you, just staying with you, in your opinion, what do you think teams like Tottenham, Chelsea and Manchester United need to do in order to try and at least attempt to catch up with Manchester City and Liverpool? First of all, I think these are all great teams. Tottenham, Chelsea and Manchester United have all historically done quite well in the domestic league. And I think um, the reason why they haven't won major titles is because Man City and Liverpool are simply too good for them. And my answer to this question is a simple one. I think money is the solution. Uh, Because if you look at their squads, Um, They are not that far off in terms of the quality of the players, but what they lack compared with City and Liverpool is depth. Um, Sometimes even Liverpool can't compete with City when it comes to that. So um, it matters when they're fighting for titles, especially for these bigger teams, because they are in contention for everything. So 
what I think these teams need is money to acquire more players to beef themselves up and to give them more choices to get the squad, uh, to get the rotation going. Yeah, I mean, Yang Wang, just from your perspective, um, you know, we've seen teams like, of course, you know, I agree with Fuyu that, you know, Manchester City and Liverpool have been spending a lot of money, but they also seem to be able to get their business done very quickly. They seem to be able to sign the players that they want, and they don't seem to be spending exorbitant fees on players, you know. I mean, they are still spending money, but they don't, none of the transfer fees seem to be too ridiculous. Whereas, you know, a team like Manchester United has spent ridiculous amounts of money on the likes of Harry Maguire and Alexis Sanchez and other massive transfer flops in the past. They just don't seem to be able to get it right. Whereas, you know, Tottenham and Chelsea have also spent a fair amount of money, but the players just haven't had the same impact that some of the signings that Liverpool and um, uh, City have made. So do you, do you agree that Tottenham and Chelsea and United just need to spend more money? Or do you think that there's something else that needs to be resolved? Um, I hate to say this, but um, I have to agree that um, investment does play a very important part, crucial part here. What's very tricky for the teams is that um, you don't only need to make investments, heavy investments. You need to make the right investments. Um, Man City and Liverpool are the two biggest spenders, not only in Premier League, but in the whole European market. Um, but they've made some right transfers with Erling Haaland, with the uh, previous Mohamed Salah or other players. Um, they're, they're signing the biggest the prospects. Um, for the rest of the big six, um, they still look for... A, a deal that costs not too much, maybe. It also brings less breakthroughs. Um, for example, Chelsea signed Sterling after Romelu Lukaku left. And Arsenal introduced Jesus after they lost Aubameyang mid-season last winter. These are some nice signings, actually. But they didn't make a step up for both teams. And by the way, these two players were both from City. When the club chose to chose a better player over them to upgrade the squad and sort of eliminated them from the roster. Um, so, yeah, you have to make more investment in today's Premier League. And uh, in a recent press conference, Spurs coach Antonio Conte actually talked about this, how to compete with Liverpool, with Manchester City in the Premier League. Here are his points. You ask me about City, about Liverpool, uh, my answer is that uh, we are talking about two of the best uh, clubs in the world, that they are working with the same coach for seven years. And then uh, now they are, uh, in my opinion, they are uh, in a position that is very difficult for the other uh, to, uh, to try to, uh, to, to close the gap. But we have to do this, also because... Uh, City and Liverpool, you have to spend, uh, I don't know, 100 million for six players. They go to spend for one player or two players 100 and more millions. This is the difference. From the perspective of the capital behind each team, the likes of Tottenham and Arsenal are not 
really on the same level with City or Liverpool. Maybe Manchester United is close, but their spending, as I said, was not very wise in the past few seasons. And、uh, for Chelsea, like I said, their new owners would not be as generous as the as their predecessor. I I, I guess.、Uh, and a second thought on it:、um, teams like Manchester United, Chelsea, and Tottenham. What if they abandon? The cup competitions, including the Champions League, FA Cup, League Cup, and just the focus on the domestic league only, would it be more likely that they can improve their standings and even have a chance to、um, compete with t- compete for the title? I I know it's kind of delusional because it's not the way teams play and should play、uh, to abandon all cup events, but. You know, it's already a packed season with so many contests, and the World Cup is in winter this year,、uh, which would give teams less time to rest and make adjustments. And、um, for instance, Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp has already complained about the calendar already ahead of the season. So, if we reach a semi-final and the World Cup,、um, then you are already、um, we are quite busy, and then and then the rest starts a week later. My problem is, as much as everybody knows it's not right, nobody talks often enough about it that it will be changed. Perhaps team with、um, less depth can try to play some second teams in some non-Premier League events as a strategy. Yeah, look, I think I agree with you in terms of the the spending of the money and you know teams like Liverpool and City. They were signing top players, but not necessarily the biggest names. I mean, when Liverpool signed. Salah and Mane and Virgil Van Dijk, for example, and even Allison to a certain extent, they weren't, you know, globally in demand players, but they somehow just became,、um, you know, these world class players at the club. So I think that, yeah, you know, spending money definitely does come into it, but there also seems to be、um, a coaching element that needs to be addressed, and I think that Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp also deserve. Massive amounts of praise for taking, you know, good players and making them better. Whereas, you know, the likes of United and、um, Chelsea that have spent similar amounts of money in the past just haven't been able to really improve or, you know, maintain some of the star quality players that they've signed.、Um, but Yang Guang, just staying with you, and of course, you know, we've been talking about transfer business already and how crucial it is for team success. Just looking at this season, which teams do you think have done the best transfer business so far?、Um, I would say signing Erling Haaland with that price、yeah. is a steal.、Um, he is the most productive striker in Europe in the past two seasons, and、uh, City didn't spend much, and they confirmed the deal when the last season what wasn't even over.、Uh, I think it's the best business. Uh, then I would say the two North、um, London clubs also made some nice moves:、uh, Arsenal、yeah. and Tottenham.、Uh, Jesus adds the potential goal threat on the pitch that Arsenal has lacked, and he will, to a large extent, determine whether Arsenal can crack into the top four.、Um, considering that goals were、um, an issue last season for the team. Bukayo Saka was the club's top scorer last season with just twelve goals. Well, Arsenal's Premier League tally of sixty-one was the lowest in the top five. So bringing 
Jesus is a move Arsenal just need to do.、Um, Tottenham, on the other hand, has also added quality players in their front line with、uh, veteran、yeah. winger Ivan Perisic and forward Richarlison,、um, and it could be、um, significant that Spurs complete、um, the majority of their incoming transfers early in the window, allowing more time for them to settle in the team. Yeah, you know, I think just with Tottenham, I think that's where also an experienced coach comes into play. I think you know Antonio Conte probably made his transfer targets、um, very well known to、um, Daniel Levy very early on, and said, "Look, these are the players that I need in order to improve the、mm-hmm. squad." And they went out and made those signings. And I think I agree with you. I think they made some interesting signings in key positions. And I think just in terms of the top four battle, besides the likes of City and Liverpool, that have of course done early. And fantastic business. I think Arsenal and Tottenham in particular have done some very smart business. Well, for you, let me let me start with you before I kind of give my opinion on the other teams. Just from your perspective, are there any which teams have done the best transfer business so far? Would you agree with Yang Guang's assessment? Yeah, I think a lot of the clubs that Yang Guang mentioned have all secured some very good deals. But what I find interesting in the summer transfer is. Nottingham Forest, because they've made at least twelve transfers so far, and although not not all of their、uh, new signings are top top players of the game, and they at least acquired Jesse Lingard, who I think、uh, will have an impact at the newly promoted club this season, and it's also a new beginning for him. So I think as one of the newly promoted teams, of course. Um, Nottingham Forest is one of the teams that is flagged by many people for relegation. So their、uh, their moves and their investment in the transfer market this summer at least shows their determination and how much they want to remain at the、uh, the top flight. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you know they've definitely been one of the teams that have been tipped for relegation, but they've made some very interesting signings and experienced signings that I think will really stand them in good stead as the season progresses. But just going, you know, of course, and some other teams have done some pretty good business as well. I think、um, you know Newcastle United still might make one or two signings before the end of the window that could really、um, see them move up in the table.、Um, and you know. I think West Ham have also done a couple of good signings too that could maybe potentially assist them in their maybe top six、um, push. I don't really see them breaking into the top four, but just in terms of the teams that we expect to battle for the top four, I think、um, the team that has really, you know, I, I might be a bit biased here, but I think the team that has been the most disappointing so far in terms of signings and just general business has been Manchester United. I don't know、mm-hmm. if you guys agree, but.、Um, You know, just the whole ongoing transfer saga with Ronaldo and hanging on to, you know, their marquee player that doesn't seem to want to play for the club. I know recently he's been posting and saying, "Look, I'm excited to play for Manchester United," and he seems, you know, he's back in training and seems to be eager to get the season going. But at the beginning of the season, he seemed very determined to leave, and then they also. Seem to be trying really hard to sign Frankie De Jong, who apparently is a player that doesn't want to play for Manchester United and doesn't want to leave Barcelona. And if he did want to leave Barcelona, he would rather go to a team like Chelsea. There's the left back who they signed, who I don't even I don't even know what his name is to be honest. And、um, Lissandro Martinez, I know he's been spoken of quite highly, but for me, I think he's a little bit too small for the Premier League. 
And I think Manchester United have struggled with size in the back line. I know Victor Lindelof has struggled physically with uh, the demands of the Premier League. And Christian Eriksen, you know, was a free transfer and he should improve the squad. But I don't think he's going to be someone that's going to take them to Manchester City or Liverpool's level. So, look, I think Manchester United is that one team besides the likes of Tottenham, uh, Chelsea and Arsenal that really need to do a lot more business um, if they want to not even just compete with Liverpool and City, but just to actually break into the top four. Because I think as things stand, I don't see um, United being one of the favourites to even break into the top four. For you, let me stay with you. Um, we've, we, you know, we've discussed a couple of the, the star signings and attacking players that certain teams have made. And of course, you know, there's obviously a lot of star attackers that have remained at their clubs um, that could have a major impact this season. But in your opinion, who do you think will finish this English Premier League season as the top scorer? Uh, for the uh, top scorer this upcoming season, I think last season's golden boot, Mohamed Salah and Son Heung-min. Uh, Son's Tottenham teammate Harry Kane, new arrival Erling Haaland, uh, are in contention, and I think Darwin Nunes may even have a chance. These players are all from the big teams where they can get all the support they need, and vice versa, their team will also count on them, especially as City and Liverpool vie for the title. Apart from their own outstanding goal-scoring abilities, the likes of Salah, Nunes, and Haaland will likely take many penalties. So I think there's more competition this season, and I believe the top scorer at the end of the season will better the tally of 23 goals set by Salah and Son. I think those names that you mentioned there will probably all be in the mix for um, the top scorer this season. And I know everybody's talking about Haaland and Nunez, um, you know, finishing as the top scorer, but we also have to remember that it's going to be their first season. So I think I agree with you. I think someone like Salah or Harry Kane or you know, human son or someone that's already in the Premier League might actually finish the season as, as the top scorer and also beat the number of goals that were scored last season. Yang Guang, would you agree or do you have um, another name in mind? Um, well, I, I think Jesus has a chance to compete with the names who you just mentioned. Um, and um, yeah, the Golden Boot Award contention is, I think, equally competitive with the title race this season. Uh, we mm. are seeing fewer players that can leave others behind that much in the gold scoring. Like uh, last season, Salah and Son Heung-min shared top scorer award together. And this season, the battle would be even more fierce. Um, as we mentioned, more teams are reinforcing their fronts. Uh, I think Haaland is still the first name that uh, that came up in my mind as the top scorer at the end of the season. He averaged almost one goal each in the Bundesliga with Dortmund. Um, if he keeps that trend with City, then I think the the award is already his. I think he might need some time adapting to uh, Guardiola's tactics. It may slow his pace a little. But City boss Pep Guardiola says he's very confident about Haaland and said... Um, he just needs to be himself in the game to score goals. The people have doubt he's going to score a goal, so he's going to score goals. As done every year. The chance is always there. Have the sense, he's a good finisher. So just adapt the way he plays and we are going the final third to adapt to him. So and sometimes it needs a little bit of time, of course, but in the same time sometimes we'll have any doubts, it's going to happen. 
the goals are going to score, I don't care. Uh, and then Salah and Nunes are also candidates, but I think Salah is more likely to score the most goals for Liverpool. Son Heung-min will face more defenders' attention this season, so I think he would not be as productive as in last season. Plus, um, Harry Kane is expected to have a full season, and as long as he's healthy, he's still a top contender. On、um, Jesus has the chance to prove himself as top striker. So、um, overall, I think Holland has the biggest chance.、Um, but if Jamie Vardy broke into the、oh, top tier,、okay. <laughs> I would not be so surprised <laughs> as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think if Jamie、um, Vardy if... has a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he well, he he loves to have a party. We've seen in his celebrations, he loves to have a good time. But I think. Just from all of those names we've mentioned, I think it's pretty interesting to see how quickly、um, the Premier League has once again become. I think, I would say, the top league in European football. I think this forthcoming season should be very interesting indeed, and I think it's something that all football fans can look forward to watching. But Yang Guang and Fu Yu, thank you so much for joining me again. That is all we have time for on this、uh, week's podcast, and we will of course be back next week. And thank all of you for tuning into this. Week's edition of Sideline Story, and we look forward to chatting again next week.